Joy McGowan. I'm Denisha Simpson. And, and we, we are Resilient, Resilient Black, Black Women. A black woman gave us life. A black woman taught us to stand. When she sat down in the front, a black woman defied the man. When a black man rose up, it was a black woman that held his hand and gave him strength beyond themselves, something they could never understand. Hey, y'all. This is Joy McGowan here, the co-host of Resilient Black Women podcast. Today, I don't have my co-host. Uh, Denisha Simpson just due to some unfortunate events Um, so I'm sad that she will not be here to engage with me and our special guests Um, but I hope you all still enjoy the episode nonetheless I want to introduce you to someone that I met on Instagram (laughs) in Northwest Arkansas her name is Dr. Bree. Dr. Bree specializes in perinatal care pediatric care and athletic care Originally from Edmond, Oklahoma, she is excited to bring her passion and her service to the Northwest Arkansas community. Dr. Bree graduated from the University of Arkansas with a bachelor's degree in psychology with minors in Spanish and biology. She then attended Cleveland University in Kansas City, where she became a doctor of chiropractic care. When out of the office, Dr. Bree enjoys tending to her house plants, drinking a good cup of coffee, and spending quality time with her husband and their dog, Basil. I am so excited for y'all to hear this episode. Um, there's so many really good tidbits that come through this episode, and I hope, I hope that our listeners are just able to glean from Dr. Bree. She has lots of energy, and she is um, just super encouraging, and so... I don't know. I hope that we all just gain something. So if you like this episode, go ahead and leave us a comment on the website at uh, KUAF Radio. Or you can leave a comment on your Apple podcast. Um, or you can email us at resilientblackwomen.org. Um, there is a section where most people just kind of sends us a little email from our website to kind of tell us about the episodes. We are going to start reading some of those uh, just reflections that we've been getting from people who listen to the episodes. Um, we want to be able to let you know that we read your emails, <laughs> we read your comments, and they greatly encourage us and inspire us. So thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy. First of all, welcome to Northwest Arkansas. I'm so excited that you're here, Dr. Bree Jackson. Um, I know we found each other on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> the internet I, is a magical place. It really is. It brings everybody together and I think I think either I jumped into your DMs of like, wait, where are you? <laughs> and then you were like, yeah. right here in Northwest Arkansas. And um, so I'm so glad that you had some time for us today to interview you. Um, unfortunately, to our listeners, uh, my co is not here, Denisha Simpson, um, just because she has some family emergency stuff going on. And so y'all will have to deal with only my voice and Dr. Bree's voice as we talk <laughs> today. Um, so to get us started, Dr. Bree, tell me a little bit about uh, a question that we've been asking all of our Black women this month in March is, what does it mean to be Black, female, and resilient to you? That's like a really good question, actually. For me, just in regards to chiropractic, so statistically, out of all the chiropractors in the United States, this is just a statistic from the American Black Chiropractic Association, of which I am a member, by the way. But out of all the chiropractors in America, only 2% of those chiropractors are Black. And of that 2%, only 40% are women. 
So what? in America, yes, in America total, there's like maybe 200 Black female chiropractors. That's it. And of the that small percentage, maybe half are affiliated with the association and the rest are just free agents, I guess. Not sure. But in Arkansas, I can tell you I am the only woman that is a member of the American Black Chiropractic Association. And I'm also the youngest member at 26. And the next oldest person to me is like in their 30s or 40s or something. Whoa. Yeah. So I think just in chiropractic in general, you have to be, you have to be resilient to make it this far and to, you know, continue on with, you know, holistic care, alternative medicine, just really pushing all aspects of wellness and conservative care. Because people don't really want to hear that. They're like, oh, like if there's a pill, a shot, a surgery, I just want to do that. Oh, sorry, my mom's trying to call me. Team too supportive. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah. So the whole process is kind of wild in regards to just the access. I mean, growing up, I didn't meet another Black chiropractor until I was in chiropractic school, which is kind of wild. So the whole thing of just the resilience part is super important to me. Being a woman is a whole other thing about in chiropractic because, you know, in the industry, you know, most chiropractors are men. So that's a whole other minority statistic thing. And then, of course, like I said, being black, the whole thing, all of it. It's just a lot, especially to, you know, hold that space and be someone that your patients feel like they can trust with their information and that their health is a lot as well. Because, you know, especially when someone, you know, for instance, you see them through their pregnancy and then they bring you their newborn that's only a few days old. Like it takes a lot of trust to have that type of care for someone. So yeah, I say you had to be kind of, you know, built for it, built for tough, if you will. No, I love, love hearing that. So for you being black, female and resilient is also a, kind of about representation. Like I'm taking up space. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I just feel like not enough black people know about, the benefits of chiropractic in general they're like oh I was in a car accident I hurt myself at work let me go you know see my chiropractor but no the way I practice it's it's wellness if you stay well you don't have to worry about getting sick you don't have to worry about illness you don't have to worry about things that slow you down asthma heart problems allergies all that stuff can be covered by chiropractic even headaches daily aches and pains of course but people don't know there's also a lot of like fertility help you can get from chiropractic just the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Yep. Before I go to my next question, talk about that part right there. What? How can um, chiropractic services be supportive for fertility help? So I actually learned this from my mentor, Dr. Daniel Rowe. He taught me. He was like, there are certain vertebrae in your spine. So you know, you have like your whole, like your neck, your cervical area. You have your thoracic, which is your like mid back and then your lumbar which is your low back there are certain areas in your lumbar and thoracic so the middle and lower parts of your back when stimulated by chiropractic can actually help with like your pelvic region and you know fertility areas and it kind of what they call and we say in the industry you know turning the lights back on and getting everything you know fresh and ready to go yeah it's actually really crazy and he's seen a lot he's seen a lot of women that come you know dire straits ivf didn't work all the shots didn't work this and that didn't work like basically to the point to where they're like my last step is a surrogate adjust them for a couple of visits and they're pregnant you know 
they maintain that pregnancy too, which is also important. Chiropractic does help support the pregnancy, helps keep your body the best it can be to house another person. And then, you know, ultimately leads into better delivery, shorter labor times, a better experience overall. So yeah, it's pretty magical. People don't have any idea, but that's, that's like one of the things I'm really passionate about. Yeah. And I'm not the one healing you. I'm just facilitating your own body to do what it's meant to do. That's so good. I... Yeah, I'm just kind of a vessel for your body to do its own thing. That's really, I mean, that's so empowering. Absolutely. Like I tell my patients all the time, you are healing. Even if you don't feel like it, you are, you are healing. Like, and one of the things they say in my office all the time is minor changes, major impact. So chiropractic is not doing a whole lot of crazy shifts in your life. It's just little repeated things over and over again that ultimately lead to you noticing a change and then feeling more well or getting to whatever goal it is you want to get back to. Another thing we like to say is it's really hard to lift a thousand pounds once, but it's very simple to lift one pound a thousand times. So that's kind of how chiropractic works in the sense of we're just going to do a little bit every single day, bit by bit, until suddenly you're back well. You, the things that were bothering you no longer bother you. You're able to play with your kids, ride your bike, sit at your desk long enough to get work done, even things like that. It's just amazing. Or go a day headache free. Tell us a little bit about your passion and your practice. What would you say passionate about? I would say I have like two major passions in practice. One I already discussed, but like maternal health, moms, babies. I love that stuff. Like new life is so cool to me. I don't have any kids. I don't know if that's like my brand personally, but other people, other people, I love it for them. I love supporting New moms, expecting moms. I want to be a mom. Not sure. Moms that have been moms for a long time. I love it. I love moms. They're the best. And dads too. Dads need support too. People kind of forget about dads sometimes, but you know, they're going through it also. And then just pediatrics in general. I am also certified in a special technique that's called Webster and it's for prenatal women. That's literally what the whole thing is for. And it helps you keep your pelvis balance and helps just Keep your body in tune so you have the best labor and delivery as possible. Really great. That's passion number one. Passion number two is athletics. So I'm married to a football player. He played for the Razorbacks. Go Hogs, you know, whatever. All that stuff. Woo pig. Woo woo. Okay. And so through him, I was not a sports girl before that. I was like, okay, whatever. Like, go team. Woo woo. You know, I'll go to the little pep rallies and stuff, but I'm not really like, I'm not into it. But anyway, I learned so much about how chiropractic and athletes like should be like peanut butter and jelly because it one, it keeps your body maintained in a way that allows you to do what you love. Two, people that get adjusted are less likely to get injured, which wow. is really great. And then another statistic, they did a study at one of the Olympics. I believe it was the Rio Olympics a few years ago, but they had some athletes do like some regular tests, like, you know, jump as high as you can, run as fast as you can, all that stuff. And then they had them adjusted, but they did it again, and their results improved on almost every single athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are my two favorite things, athletes and moms. And everyone in between, I guess, too. You know, everyone that has a spine 
could benefit from chiropractic. So my like, little cheesy things to say, but I really like it. What trends have you noticed with Black women or, or women in general with the type of care that they need from a chiropractor when they come in? I've noticed a lot of care. times. Do you also, do you think that chiropractic care is safe for women of all ages, like even for like youth? Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Children respond to chiropractic in ways that is like almost like it doesn't make any sense. You can adjust a kid like one time and they're almost better, like after one time. For example, I had a patient back when I was still in school, we had like a student clinic. And so we could see people there. And I had a new mom, she came in and she was like, my son will only like breastfeed on this side and he won't breastfeed on this side. Like, I don't know what's going on. Like he's dropping weight. I'm really concerned. I don't know what to do. Had him bring him in, did a couple tests. And I was like, hmm. and I was like, you know, she told me about her birth story a little bit. And she said, you know, she did have like a slightly rougher time like during her labor. And I was like, okay, so it's possible that what he had was called birth trauma to where, you know, it's not like debilitating, like we need to make like crazy changes to our fast forward life. But he had a small amount of birth trauma to where, you know, they might have yanked him, you know, whatever, pulled him out a little rough, maybe. But I just, he, I noticed he had some tension in his upper neck. And when you adjust the child, by the way, you're only using the pressure that you would use to check a tomato or like an avocado. Wow. Yeah, so, so you're not like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, you're not doing that to a child. You're not karate chopping them. They're a couple days old and you just slightly hold the pressure and, and you can almost feel the interference just like slip away like under your fingers really crazy uh-huh and then i had him you know he's a baby so you can't be like hey turn your head to the right so i used my keys and i like dangled my keys over here he turned dangled my keys over here he turned and then i was like hey see if you know see if he wants to try to like feed now try it out and it was great it was totally fine that's amazing that does feel yeah. like magic also, it's so that cool. You can feel things move in people's bodies. That is, yeah, it freaks That's... out my patients a little bit. Like when they can feel it too, and I'll be like, "Oh, did you feel that?" And they're like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Girl, like literally, you're, you're, you know, your vertebrae—they're moving only a few centimeters, millimeters, if that, if you're a child." And it's you'd see a lot of miraculous things with kids, especially with immunity-wise, like ear infections. Chronic yeah. ear infections is something that we see a lot. Kids that have you know, mm, let's say, mm, how do we phrase this? Like kids with ADHD, ADD, like if they get chiropractic, they are more likely to be able to focus better at school. Even kids that are on the spectrum, it kind of helps them levelize because, you know, it's all neurological. And yes, it helps. Yes, yes. That makes yeah, sense. I'm more of a nerves doctor, I guess, than a bones doctor. But because basically what I'm doing is imparting movement into your bones, which facilitates a clear path for your nervous system to do what it needs to do. That makes it's almost like it's like removing a blockage on the highway. You know how you get like a traffic jam sometimes and it still goes. But if you just impede and move that thing out of the way a little bit, then it can all go smoothly. That's kind of how chiropractic works. Yeah. What is it like for you when you do have like black women who come in to care with you? I would say a lot of times black women in particular are apprehensive about chiropractic. They're very much like, I'm not into that. Like, I'm not comfortable with you. Like, so putting your hands on me and doing weird things to me. I'm not sure about this. Da, 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 da. You know, I get a lot of that. And then a lot of people too just have a fear because it's just a lack of education. Because like, when's the last time you were, you know, with your girlfriends or even at church and you're like, oh yeah, like 
I go to a chiropractor. People of color aren't really saying that. They're not having that conversation. So a lot of it is just fear and apprehension of what could happen, what they read online, what they saw on TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Just a lot of like misconceptions, we'll say. So most of the time, it's just me like answering all their questions, listening to their specific need. And then I'll pull out all my tools and be like, look, this is the thing I use. I can use it. I can do it right here on your hand if you want to see what it feels like. And then they feel it and they're like, oh, hmm. Well, look at that. And I've also noticed that black women are usually the ones that need care the most. They carry the most stress. They have the most things going on. You know how, you know, black women are just more resilient. You have to be in, in this day and age. You just have to be not just despite, you know, all the things going on socially, but you know, the matriarch role of a black woman is just so significant and they just carry so much stress. And then that just causes, you know, long-term pain, headaches, all those things. You just really watch them melt away and like really relax. I've also noticed too, black women don't like taking time for themselves, which is something that I just think is so important. Like, you know, even just coming to see me for 30 minutes once a week or even every two weeks or even once a month is self-care, like Mm -hmm. keeping your body as well in tune with itself as it can be is like maybe the best things you can do for yourself just to take a second and like check in. Some women even just like to come just to, this is my time. This is me time. I'm not going to bring my kids. I'm not going to bring my husband. I'm not going to worry about my job. I'm going to just take this time for myself and just really check in and see what's going on. Man, my parents are just really trying to be chatty right now. Let me. It's because you're on the podcast. They're like, oh my goodness, you're just famous now. (laughs) On a podcast, we'll call back. (laughs) My dad's going to be like, what is a podcast? He's going to have 10 more questions. Uh, like, that I love what you just said. I mean, and it makes perfect sense to me, right? Because I think oftentimes we take in this word resilient of meaning that we need to be that strong Black woman. Mm-hmm. So for us on the podcast, Tanisha and I, we kind of talk about how resilient me, really what the research talks about resilience is that those people who are resilient, they're more connected. They have competency and confidence father left me a voice no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Continue. you're fine you're fine um we often talk to people about how resiliency is that you have confidence and competency not just in yourself but in the people who have your back who's your community or your tribe and so I love this like call to black women of like chiropractic care can be one way that you slow down and you literally care for yourself Mm -hmm. like you said like the matriarchs we are the ones caring for everyone all the time thinking about all the things and I love I'm just like repeating what you said because I want our listeners to gather this like that overworking of our nervous system shows up as stress and headaches and tension and and back pain and diabetes mm-hmm. and all these things mm-hmm. high saying, blood pressure high all blood, that stuff all that stuff like we have got to give ourselves a break um, and this is one of those ways one of those practical ways uh, I love I love it I love that so much tell us a little bit about the support that you provide as a doula like are you still a doula right now like so funny story so the whole reason i even decided to entertain the fact of being a doula was because 
one, it was COVID. There weren't a lot of things you could do at that time. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and like find a way to educate myself on something that seems practical and important. Two, I've never been pregnant. I don't have any kids. So I was like, what would I do if I was in practice just doing my thing and suddenly some woman's water breaks? What do I do? Hey girl, do you need a towel? Do you need like a basin? I don't know. I didn't know. So I was like, I feel like this is an educational moment for me to know what to do because I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like it just seems like the thing to do if you're a care provider for people that are primarily pregnant, you can't just be out here willy nilly, just hoping for the best. Also fun fact, chiropractic has been known to incite and induce labor. So if you're on week 40 plus, come see a chiropractor because a lot of times your hips are just not ready for baby and baby knows that so baby's not going to come out. So, hey, I'm just saying, I was like, you know what? This seems like a useful tool for me. Then one of my really good friends ended up getting pregnant while we were in school and I was supposed to be her doula until a big winter storm came and I didn't get to do that, but that's fine. You know, there's a huge blizzard, wasn't able to make it, but Maybe came out great. Everything was awesome. So that's kind of the reason why I became a doula. And then I started doing a few things here and there for like family and stuff like that. So I haven't really like doula'd in a while. Could I do it in a, in a pinch? Sure. But and I, I don't know. I feel like if the case was right and I really grew a good bond with the mom, aka my patient, I would probably consider it. I'm also one of those people that's not very good at saying no. So <laughs> I would probably do it anyway. But yeah, I haven't really dueled any this year or really any last year. It was all really kind of a 2021 journey that I took, but I do know all the stuff. I am certified to do it. I just, um, you know, need to find the right mom, perfect fit, that yeah. kind of thing. Cause I also don't want to commit to being a doula and then take away from my other patients. And then it's like a whole other thing. So yeah. What do you yeah. think doula support could mean for a black woman, a black woman's birthing experience, considering like the statistics of black mm-hmm. women are more likely to die during childbirth? Like what could mm-hmm. it mean for a black woman? The prime example that I use every time is Serena Williams. Had she not spoken up for herself, she probably wouldn't be here right now. She Literally. knew what's going on with her body. She ended up getting a pulmonary embolism, which is a blood clot that travels to your lungs and basically, you know, kills you. That's what happens. And she knows that she has a history of blood clotting. The doctors wouldn't listen to her, this and that and the third. And she was like, I need this medication. I know what's going on with my body. And I know this is something that I need to do. And they're like, oh no, girl, you're just being really dramatic. Like it's just post-labor pain, woo, woo, woo. Like everyone bleeds a little bit after they have a baby, blah, blah, blah. Mm. She saved her own life. Like just imagine had she not been educated or had she not had the personal voice to speak up for herself, what would have happened? So that's why I think having a doula is so important because not every woman, one, is fully educated on everything they need to know about medical care. And two, some people, you know, you just had a, you just like a person just exited you. You're probably exhausted. You don't, you don't have the time to be like, oh my gosh, let me like be my own advocate and stand up for myself. when I'm like literally ready to go to sleep and just, you know, enjoy the new time with my baby and whatever else. Like, I just think everyone should have a doula because really a doula is more of like your birthing advocate and like a coach for you. It has nothing to do with the medical system. It has nothing to do with your doctor, nothing to do with your midwife. It's literally the doula is there to support you and your birthing partner, whether it be your husband, your sister, your spouse, your wife, whoever, 
that person is there to make sure you two have the best experience possible and as many of your wishes are fulfilled. So you want to have, for example, you want to have no epidural or you would prefer to birth on all fours. Like you want to be able to walk around. You want to eat food. You want to have drinks, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. A lot of hospitals will be like, oh no, like once you have your epidural, like you can't get up. You have to stay here. You have to birth on your back, which is the most unnatural position to give birth ever. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's a lot of strain on your low back. So I don't really know why that's like the modern, you know, thing with the whole like stirrups or whatever. But mm-hmm. listen, that is above me. I don't work in a hospital. Yeah. I don't know why we choose to do those things. But, you know, it just kind of gives you the freedom to do that. And also people believe like, oh, I doulas are only for people that give birth at home and they like, you know, like do whatever and they're barefoot and they're in a bathtub in their living room and they're singing kumbaya with incense and stuff. No girl, like having a doula is for everyone. You can have the most medicated, conventional, whatever kind of birth you want and still have a doula because that person is still going to stick up for you regardless. Yeah. Uh, How do you maintain your own health, mental, physical, spiritual? (sighs) Well, I do have a dog. So (laughs) we, we walk you know, sometimes briskly on the little trail by our house, you know, Fayetteville has tons of those trails for, you know, the bikers and whoever else, I guess. I was never really that girl. I don't like getting sweaty. I don't, I'm not into that. Like, I'm like, uh, I'll just, you know, take a little, a little light stroll around the block or something. I'll be like, you know what, let me go ahead and get my steps in. I'm going to walk to the mailbox. I'm not going to drive there. I'm going to walk there. And so I'll be doing that. Or I really enjoy just a good cup of coffee, reading a book, listening to a podcast or like watching a video on YouTube, like just taking a little time for myself. It doesn't have to be like something wild or crazy. Even if it's just like, you know what, today I'm going to go get a smoothie and I'm going to enjoy the smoothie without distraction and just, you know, mind my own business, live my own life. Might not check out a book, but I might go to the library and just walk around, touch the paper, look at other people living their best life in a non-creepy way. (laughs) Not like the person like ducking off behind the shelves, like, mm, what you're reading? Mm-mm. That's a nice novel you got there. Like, I mean, it just sounds know. like you try to you try to keep yourself active in a way that feels good to your body. Absolutely. Absolutely. My husband's, you know, the rough and tough one. He's like, Yeah, we're gonna go pump iron in the gym and blah blah. And I'm like, no, sir. I'm I'm never. That's how you get calluses. I'm not trying to have cal. Like, first of all, who wants their chiropractor touching them with these rough and tough, like built for tough hands? No one. That is not what, that's not my journey. That is not <laughs> my story. That is not the path my life is going on ever, ever. I love it. I'm also the team doctor. Also, another thing I do, I guess, self-care. I enjoy volunteering. I really do. Yeah. So I am the team doctor for the Fayetteville Women's Rugby Club. Yeah. Yeah. And so My friend just texted me and told me that last night. Yes, I met her last night at Rock and Brews or whatever that place is called. I don't even know. The one on Dixon. She was like, oh, my goodness. I love Joy. And I was like, what? I love Joy. What? What? And she was like, I know you. I was like, I one step closer to local celeb. I'm telling you, yes, it's you're working. Celebrity now. Yes. It's working. Just like the fame is coming to me. I, I feel yes. it. But anyway, um, I volunteer with the rugby team. I'm their team doctor, whatever they need. I'm just there 
I remember I first started messaging with the leadership there and they were like, oh, we would love to have you, but like, we just really can't afford that. We're a new team, blah, 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 all this stuff. And I was like, no, I'm doing this for free. And they were like, are you sure? And I was like, absolutely. Girls support girls every time. I will do it. Like, period. I don't care if I get nothing from this. It makes me feel good to help other people feel well. Yes. Oh, I love that. That's a that's a whole another episode, right? Women supporting women, black, oh, yeah. white, like whatever. Like we need to support each other. So I love that you're doing that. I love that. And there's there's so much. There's a lot of research that talks about how women uh, we need our work to be meaningful. And Absolutely. So the idea that you um, you give back and you you use the thing that you're skilled and trained in to give it back is it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, what words of wisdom do you want to leave with our listener, our listeners about chiropractic care, about taking care of themselves, especially about Black women, the matriarch? Like, what do you hope women remember? I hope the thing that your listeners learned today is chiropractic care is for everybody. It is not for you know, just random people that are just injured, debilitated, whatever. It's not just for athletes. It's not just for moms. It's for every person that feels like I could be living better. I want to do so. I want to just, I don't know, just have a moment for myself. Chiropractic is for you. I promise you it is. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a break. I learned that like kind of the hard way as I was like ripping and running all the time. I was just zipping around, doing this, doing that. I was in a million clubs. I was president of a bunch of stuff. I was on committees. I was doing this, I was doing that. I was working. I was doing all this. And I was realizing I was like running myself ragged, trying to, I guess, appease other people. And it took me a second to be like, wait a minute, what is, what is Brie doing? What, what am I doing? And why am I doing it? And what am I, like, what is the purpose? Yeah, it's to people please, I guess. But ultimately that stuff was not serving me. So I had to kind of learn to like, say no sometimes and let things go that maybe as a Scorpio are hard to let go, but anyway, you know, well. one of those, you know, <laughs> I'm an October Scorpio. So I was like, um, mm-hmm. let it go in this economy? Never. But I would say, yeah, the biggest takeaway is like, just take care of yourself first. Like it, it sounds selfish. It does. But, but listen, if you're not, if you can't take care of yourself, how can you take care of other people that depend on you or other people that you like want to spend your time with? You can't pour from an empty cup, that whole thing. I just really think, you know, if you're not fully charged, if your cup is empty, there's no way you could be your full self and show up in your life the way you want to. Yeah. I love, I love everything that you said. Um, like all of it, I think the thing that helps me kind of slow down and take care of myself, I always say I have three kids. I have an eight, seven, and a nine-month-old little girl. And my oldest is two. Yeah. And I always think about what am I teaching them? Mm -hmm. Are they going to grow up and think that they just have to go, 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 do, 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 and never stop and slow down? Like, do I actually teach my babies how to rest? And right. To your body. So I love that you just said all these things. Like, we deserve care. We deserve absolutely, especially in this time where you know everybody's on their like their hustle and their grind. Like that culture is like wild to me. And it's like you know, like you'll never make what you want to do if you just like loaf around and 
woo, woo, woo. Like people that are successful wake up at, you know, 4 a.m. and they run around and they do it. Girl, okay, first of all. No. First, define what you mean by success, financially or in life. No, I don't want to wake up and do any of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm straight on that. I, you know, you can be successful while also like taking care of yourself. You don't need to like exhaust yourself and literally wring out every ounce of energy you have every single day to become the person you want to be. It's not necessary. Yeah, absolutely not. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Bree, for being on our podcast today. Um, of course. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I really appreciate your time. Thank you for being just so open to coming in. You don't even really know me like that. <laughs> so I'm just listen, like, I am a very sociable person. I'm just like, oh my God, a new thing that I've never done. Let's do it. That's how I broke my arm last year, actually. But <laughs> I said, I saw. <laughs> No, you don't. Oh, girl, on Instagram, roller skate. I can do that. Surely, how hard could it be? Children do this. Was I mistaken? But anyway, oh. that's for another episode, I guess. Yes, <laughs> yes. Trying new things with Dr. Bree. That's what you you should have your own podcast, Dr. Bree. What not to do? A short story. <laughs> it could just be like five minutes, and then people like listen to it because it'll be so quick. I'll be like part one. <laughs> Part one of one. <laughs>